Welcome to the Blue Bay Insights podcast. Today I'm joined by Senior Portfolio Manager Tim Leary and Senior Credit Analyst Frank McCreary to update us on high yield and leverage finance markets with a special focus on the topic of inflation and energy. Tim, if you could kick us off. We saw 13 different central bank rate hikes during September, which put the topic of inflation firmly on investors' agenda. Could you give us a quick summary on the inflation situation and what it means for high yield investors? Sure. Thanks, Anna. Inflation is evident across every industry we follow within the high yield universe. If it remains that way for an extended period of time, we expect interest rates will continue to rise. In terms of how this could impact high yield specifically, there are two key points to remember. First and foremost, high yield is one of the shortest duration asset classes in all of fixed income. Therefore, we expect to see less interest rate driven volatility. Secondly, many of the companies in the high yield universe actually benefit from an uptick inflation. Perhaps the best example comes from oil and gas within the broader energy sector. Frank, you're an energy specialist. How is inflation impacting the sector? Within the broad energy universe, the oil and gas sector has begun to see cost inflation, including most specifically in the price of the steel used to make pipes, as well as through rising labor costs. Yet inflation is expected to be limited as many of the subsets of the sector, such as pressure pumping, are still working through overcapacity, which will likely limit inflation to single digits. The impact of the oil and gas sector in terms of causing inflation is, in many ways, more dramatic than the inflation within the sector itself. Could you expand on this? How exactly is the oil and gas sector pushing up inflation? Commodity prices have risen dramatically throughout 2021. Depending on which commodity you're looking at, many are up 100% or more year to date. This rise in prices drives significant cost inflation for heating costs, power costs, inputs to plastic, and transportation costs. This then permeates throughout the economy, spanning across pretty much all other sectors. What are some of the reasons for the dramatic rise in commodity prices? Oil and gas is a long cycle business that has not kept up with the rebound in global activity from the pandemic lows. Additionally, some of the shortest cycle parts of the business, like North American shale, have seen increased capital restraint following years of poor return on capital investment. This new mantra has been described as shale 3.0 to differentiate it from the exploration and growth phases of the past. Companies are pledging to limit CapEx to 50 to 65% of cash flows as opposed to in years past where they have focused on growth targets. On top of this, weather has been a cause of the dramatic rise in commodity prices. How exactly have the weather patterns impacted energy prices? The effect of weather this year has been dramatic. For instance, droughts have dried up rivers and reservoirs that are vital for the production of hydropower in the US, China, and Brazil. In California, the power plant at Lake Oroville was shut for the first time since it was built in 1967 due to low water levels. In Brazil, where hydroelectric power provides 61% of electricity, droughts have brought water flows into hydro dams to a 91-year low. Additionally, last winter brought with it extreme cold, which reduced natural gas supplies into the summer. And this summer was amongst the warmest with July recording the hottest temperatures since records began 142 years ago. 
the confluence of these various weather effects has acerbated the supplies of natural gas for the winter, and perceived shortages have caused further increases in coal and oil as alternatives for power supplies. How have ESG considerations affected the price of energy? Given the multivariable nature of energy supply and demand, it is hard to distill any singular effect on the price of energy. But we have seen the rise in energy prices blamed on ESG, or green energy, as it pushes capital away from oil and gas. Conversely, it could be said that the earlier implementation of ESG considerations and green energy initiatives could have diminished the current impact. Frank, how do you expect the energy landscape to change over, say, the next five years? The oil and gas sector has already made broad changes, largely due to ESG considerations, including numerous alterations to board makeups and focused investments in solar power and emissions reduction. I would expect this trend to continue alongside the research and implementation of new types of energy initiatives, including CCUS, which stands for Carbon Capture, Utilization and Storage, and then things like renewable diesel and hydrogen. Let's close on the positioning point. Tim, how are the dynamics within the energy sector influencing your current portfolio positioning? We're constructive on the sector, though positioning largely depends on the individual strategy. For our global high yield strategy, we're overweight energy as a whole, though it avoids the lowest quality issuers. By comparison, many of our ESG strategies will exclude nearly all upstream oil and gas as a result of their product design. I would add that we focus on the more liquid bond structures in the benchmark, uh, which allows us the ability to shift away from energy when our view changes. Tim, Frank, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you, Anna. Our pleasure. This podcast is issued by Blue Bay or one of its entities. Please check the entire Blue Bay disclaimer at the following website, www.bluebay.com forward slash podcast disclaimer. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended, nor should it be intended as investment, tax, or legal advice. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell, nor is it a solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction. This podcast is not available for distribution in any jurisdiction where such distribution would be prohibited and is not aimed at such persons in those jurisdictions. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. Blue Bay is under no obligation to update the information in the podcast to reflect changes after the publication date. The information contained in this podcast is believed to be reliable, but Blue Bay cannot and does not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness or completeness. The document is intended only for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the Markets and Financial Instruments Directive or in the US by accredited investors as defined by the Securities Act of 1933 or qualified purchases as defined in the Investment Company Act of 1940 as applicable and should not be relied upon by any other category of consumer. No part of this document may be reproduced, redistributed or passed on directly or indirectly to any other person, published in whole or in part for any purpose in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay or one of its entities. Copyright 2021.